My name is Nick. I'm one of your many hosts for the Pub Trotters Pubcast, a hopefully monthly pubcast where we explore the bizarre and brilliant world of beer and the excellent pubs that serve it. We are not beer writers or experts, we're just a bunch of friends who meet up every month or so to explore the wonderful and weird world of pubs and beer, both in the UK and abroad, and we call ourselves Pub Trotters. We thought it might be a laugh sharing our stories and experiences with you. From one group of non-beer experts to another, let's go pub trotting. Hello and welcome to Pub Trotters Pubcast. This is the, an in-person pubcast today. We're incredibly exciting. Um, I'm currently in York, uh, up north. Uh, I'm on my own, sadly, today, but I will be having guests on from the fantastic Slip In in York uh, very soon. Um, but yeah, I'm currently up in York. I've been up here for a few days. It's been my birthday week, if you will. Uh, so I've done quite a lot of pub trotting around Harrogate, uh, Leeds and York with some fantastic places such as the Banker's Cat and the Hales and Tom Social um, across the north. Currently, as I mentioned, in the slip-in and going to be popping to hopefully a couple of other pubs later today in York. Um, but yeah, it's been a fantastic uh, kind of few days. Um, it's brilliant to be doing this back in person again. Um, and I'm sat, it's strange to be sat in a pub uh, just got in just before opening um, and drink, drinking a pint at midday again. Um, hopefully some co-hosts will be able to join us uh, as we get back into the swing of things with these. Um, it's very exciting to be here. Um, so we're going to move on straight away to uh, bringing in some of our guests uh, to be involved. Uh, talk about pub. We're going to have some of our classic features such as uh, pub news uh, as well as um, kind of what people drank first alcoholic drink they bought tell us a bit about pub lo- pub lovers corner i'm so out of practice you can tell um finishing with a quiz of how well do these people know their pub um so yeah let's go welcome back um so i'm joined for the duration of the podcast today by ian and paul um, Ian and Paul, welcome. It's fantastic to have you. Hi, um, Nick. Cheers. Hi. Cheers. Um, thank you so much for um, inviting me to the slip in. It's really nice to be here. Paul, some of you listeners might remember, has been on the podcast twice. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. Uh, through his work with Campaign for Pubs. Ian, you're a first timer. Have you been on a podcast you. before? Uh, no, the no. first time. Happy days. Um, can you introduce yourselves briefly uh, for those who maybe have, don't know yourself, Paul, and Ian, maybe kind of what you do. Paul, do you want to go first? Uh, right, well, hi, I'm Paul Crossman. I am the owner of this pub, actually, um, and uh, I also run a couple of other pubs in York, uh, and I've spoken to you, Nick, before with Greg about our work with the Campaign for Pubs, which is something else that I'm involved with. Um, and yes, I just thoroughly enjoy having and running these three local Pubs with the help of people like Ian, aka Badger. Well, very, very, very nice segue. If I call him Badger, that's why, because everyone calls yes, him Badger. Yes, yes, yeah, we'll yeah. move on to that. I've been told <laughs> to say Badger for the purpose of local listeners. So, Badger. Yeah, as you all know, Ian Warner, known as Badger, basically to everybody in the, the pub and the yeah. surrounding area. Uh, so, I've basically been running, what, running here for about four years now. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also having a, a thoroughly good time, thoroughly enjoy it. It was actually probably my local before I even okay. started in here. Uh, so very, very familiar with the pub and the, the way it 
operates. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to ask, Badger, where's that come from? It might have nothing to do with this place, <laughs> but I'm sure... Um, it probably goes back to my sort of university days, okay. um, when I was going out, meeting friends, etc., who were not at university and had day jobs and yep. I got the name Badger because I only came out at night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining me at, at an early part in the podcast where, like as I mentioned, we usually have a co-host and we do this bit and then we invite you. We'll talk more about the slip-in later. But for now, I'd like to uh, draw our attention to pub news. Um, so, as listeners know, we t- tend to have a couple of pub stories that we talk about and we can and whether they're funny interesting silly stupid um that's and then we discuss basically so do, do either of you have a pub story you'd like to share from the news do you want to go first Oof. <laughs> <laughs> as in what pub story as in something recent that's yeah. happening yeah yeah uh, I, mean, I don't know it's it's a funny place york and it's quite it's quite disappointing to see a lot of pubs closing down in York, oh, in well, all honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's keep our fingers crossed. Some of them are beginning to come back to life again, um, which is good. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple close by that were very good pubs that are no longer there yeah. along in Micklegate. Yeah. Um, but it seems as if one of them certainly might be making a, a oh, comeback. Come back. Amazing. Yeah. A lot of that happened over COVID and the pandemic, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think there was a bit of COVID involved and I think there's just been a bit of a, a bit of apathy and I, I think there's been a bit of the property buying yep. issue yeah, 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 going yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. which is probably not the, the thing we want to see. No, of course not. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I think York is such a vibrant city for mm. pubs and it's got mm. so many really good really old pubs yeah I'm just walking pubs through and seeing places yeah, today you know? yeah. um, and it's still good we don't really see them as competition it's just part and parcel of what makes York a better place yeah so Amazing. yeah I'll just keep my fingers crossed a couple of these come back to life mm. yeah did you work have you worked at any other pubs in York before here no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> as I say this was my local so yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, well you're here all the time anyway yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We'll come back to maybe find out a bit more about how that happened yeah. uh, later on. But thanks for that. Paul, what about yourself? Uh, it's not pub news as such, but um, I, apart from the pubs and the campaign, I'm also yep. a director of the York Gin Company. Okay. Uh, and we've had a bit of a... Uh, things got a bit bonkers recently, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, so we're, we're opening a couple of... Uh, we're moving to a bigger distillery, but we're also... We were approached by... Um, Network Rail to uh, take a unit in the railway station, which was amazing. It could say completely unexpected. Yeah. So one thing we are going to do as part of our shop in the railway station is we're going to have a beer fridge for local craft beer, cans of craft beer. Anyone who's travelling on the railway from York will have somewhere to go in the station and get some lovely local independent canned beer. So we're just planning that at yeah. the moment. Amazing. So that's news slash promotion. Yes, because I... <laughs> <laughs> but... but Kind of self-promotion. No, 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 it's great. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, but also promotion for the local brewers because that's that is honestly one yeah. of the best things about running local pubs, yeah. having them free of tie. We you know we get to promote yeah, and and all our friends in the brewery, the oh, local brewing scene. So we're not going to stock any mainstream stuff in this fridge. It will all be local, yeah. you know, craft, and independent. I did brewers. notice all the uh, empty gin bottles as decoration on the windows. I'm assuming. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it any good? It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. Well, I mean, uh, I'll. I'll 
uh, as nothing to do with the company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, will say, I will say it's absolutely fantastic. It is oh, definitely cool. one of the best gins yeah, yeah. I have ever drank. Amazing. It's That's awesome. really good. But yeah. we're, we're determined to do good stuff with the company. You know, we're very, very ethical. We're very concerned about you know um, sustainability and independent trade. So this is a chance for us to cross fertilize into the local brewing industry and really push our yeah, friends yeah. in the brewing industry. You've you know? got a great, uh, as you say, avenue there from at, at the train station for people. Exactly. It's how we use the pubs as well. Or so, yeah. yeah. local beers and stuff like that. That's amazing. I wonder if that's, um, I don't know if that's, is that Network Rail you said? Is that them, do you think that's them trying to branch out to independent? Well, it's LNER, I think. I think that the current operator, it's complicated. It's, yeah, the trains it's are, just the the trains are, are we're not going to get into The whole that, franchise but, um, thing, but yeah, we're dealing with two sort of parties. It's very complicated. <laughs> but yeah, it was just nice to be asked and, yeah. and they, they're wanting to take the kind of, the, the station, they're giving it a bit of a kind of a refund and they wanted to push the kind of local independent side of things which is yeah. great news for us so yeah we're very happy to be involved with that and this amazing yeah, great opportunity cool nice great bit of pub news all right so my pub news um is about ghosts um a, a, in a, a terrified punters were given the shock of their lives when a pint of full beer with no one near it suddenly toppled over in a haunted pub. There is a video, I'm not gonna show it now, uh, but long story short, there's a, a pub in Sunderland uh, called Blue House, uh, which apparently is 167 years old. Um, a pint mysteriously just goes off the bar. Well, <laughs> when was this? This was uh, uh, recently, it's, mm. it's in, um, and we will, we'll, put the, we'll put the link in our show notes, there is a video to watch, it is quite spooky. Um, do you believe in haunted pubs? Public <laughs> 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 answer skeptic, really. All I would say is uh, the pint would have been caught by one of the locals here before it went off. <laughs> <laughs> would it just be no? Don't, don't, don't yeah, lose the yeah. beer! Don't lose yeah. the beer! Um, yeah. So apparently, this uh, landlady, twenty-three, um, said apparently the day before the incident, uh, a spiritualist had come to visit who believed they could feel something in the pub, um, and her auntie apparently was always saying that the pub was haunted. Um, I, I told this story to my partner earlier as kind of like this is a story I'm going to share and she logically kind of ruined it which by saying well it's probably just you know when you get a bit of beer on the on the on the bar Fritchie. and it just slows slowly slides off like well yeah brilliant but you know let's keep keep <laughs> your imagination and keep it fun for now um, but because of course the slip's quite an old pub as well isn't it it is yes yeah it's been a pub since 1849 yeah that is very so old that's pretty old yeah, the buildings yeah. here predate i mean they go back to some 1700s some of them mm. the, the the very back part of the pub was a, yeah. a boatmaker's um cottage type thing and it's called the slip in because there was a slipway from the pub here down Clementhorpe onto the onto the river ooze oh, at the bottom wow. and they'd launched the ships from up at the, the boatyard up here Cool. So that's the historic reason for the name, but it's gradually crept towards the street to the point that really? we have a ridiculously narrow pavement now at the front yeah, of, yeah, the front of yeah. our pub, which is pretty useless, really. But, <laughs> but yeah, so amazing. Well, thank you very much. That's our pub news uh, for today. And like you say, just to go back to what you say, Badger, I hope that all pubs everywhere can kind of try and find a way back. Absolutely. Um, it has been a tough time. Um, but that's fantastic as well. So, um, what we'll do next is what 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 we're we drinking. So I've come into the slip in, and you've got a fantastic selection of beers. Uh, do you mind me asking? You say uh, you were mentioning you promote them. How do you decide? Because I imagine York has a and surrounding areas has a, a large variety of beers to pick from. Mm. Do you do you pick based on what you like, or is it just trying to give everyone a go? Or? Well, from my point of view. 
you kind of get to know what your customers like. Mm. So you you have certain styles that you know are going to be very, very popular with your customers. Mm. Um, so you always then try and source one of that kind of style from a local brewer. Yeah. We do try to keep it pretty much within Yorkshire, but you've got to throw in the oddball. Yeah, well, it's nice it. to have, like you say, a random from outside. You know, yeah, and, and, and in terms of picking it, yeah, I probably have my sort of favourite yeah. brewers and such like, but yeah. again, you can't just solely do that. Yeah. Um, but what's really good about it is when you actually meet some of the brewers and they get excited about the product and they're really keen for you to try it. Yeah. And you put it on and it goes well and it's good quality beer. Um, you tend to think, yeah, well, I'll, I'll stick with those and I'll start rotating that kind of stuff. Um, and that's generally it. It's like also going out elsewhere and trying different beers that you go, oh, there's a brewery I like. Uh, I'll keep my eye open for that. If I can get one of those in, I think people will like it in here. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a... When you go away elsewhere, it's a bit of a busman's holiday, so you spend your time just... Yeah, testing of a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally been in pubs for yes. the last three days across, yeah, yeah. Uh, across um, this area. Yeah, but we like to keep a big range of styles, and particularly now that we have the craft keg bar on the back, yeah. that gave us much more sort of flexibility. Mm. Is that uh, a recent addition to that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've kind of had that up and running since last February, really. Yeah, it got just finished just before lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had all this lovely kind of new yeah, stuff yeah, on the bar, yeah. and uh, yeah, that yeah. was it for uh, but that's been great because that's attracted a whole different demographic as well. I was going to say, has your, have your locals embraced that? Or oh, yeah. It, or yeah, it yeah. And or has it brought in new customers? It's definitely brought in new customers. As I say, yeah. it's a totally different demographic. Yeah, completely. The real ale drinkers tend to be the real ale drinkers and will not really adventure too far. But having said that, they're all willing to give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, but we get a, a, a different crowd coming in. Yeah, of course. What I find interesting certainly here is you have a sort of tea time older crowd yep. where nothing changes, it's the same drinks, it's ah. just, that's, the, that's the way it is. And then evening comes along and the whole thing switches. Yeah, of course, you've got the you late, late night owls yeah. who come out, want to yeah. Yeah, get but, a bit of But that's what makes it so interesting, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah. you just meet so many different types of people. Yeah, it is, it is interesting. We, we've got two pubs here that are only like 50 yards apart, so we've got the yeah. sw- we're in the slip-in. <laughs> At the top of the street on the corner is the Swan, which is, that's the pub that I'm most involved in myself okay. in running. Yeah. Whereas Badger has you know, autonomy down here to actually yeah, choose yeah. beers, but we do have to kind of coordinate a little bit so that, <laughs> yeah, we, can so that we don't kind of clash with the same yeah. beer at the same time. Um, there's a bit of crossover with breweries, but you've got certain breweries that yeah. you use more than we do, yep. Um, yep. And, and vice versa. Um, for example, Leeds has been on here since day one. We've had, yep. you know, been over ten years. We've been running the pub. Yeah, had Leeds Pale on permanent beer since day one. So, Leeds is the the slip is the Leeds pub. We don't tend to put Leeds. No, we call it. Very the slip is the Leeds pub. Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in that, you know, in terms of that beer yeah, and that brewery, yeah, but the, you know, we don't tend to kind of replicate too much mm. between mm. the two if we can avoid it. We're very lucky in Yorkshire, we've got so much choice. Yeah. You know, mm. we, we are very lucky indeed. Yeah, um, I mean, that is, it's an incredible choice around here. Yeah, I've um, noticed some of the last And you don't e- even expand it to a sort of 25 mile radius. It's, mm. There's so many new brewers have started up. Yeah, 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 um, yeah absolutely. And I'm always keen to give them a go, mm. you know, because they've got to start somewhere. And, yeah. you know, you find some absolute gems in there. Yeah, amazing. Know, so it's well worth it. The funny thing is, the different sort of um, the way the pubs have worked. We we, we were 
all of our three of our pubs basically we've got the volunteer arms as well across the city that's run by Helen um, and they all started off as cask led I mean the, the, because yeah. ten, 10 years ago that's how things were obviously yeah. the keg things come in since then and we've introduced keg lines into all of the pubs so we do local craft keg stuff but you can sell stuff down here, fifty yards away, you know, from the Swan. But if I put it on at the Swan Bar, it would just sit there for months. Yeah, so really? Nobody would touch it. Some crazy yeah. ninety percent. In terms of keg, like you say, yeah. ridiculous beers. Even, so this it, has become the even some of the the sort of weird and wonderful cask beers that are up at sort of you know seven, eight, nine yeah. percent cask beer. You would struggle to shift that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. down here. Interesting. I'll get through it. Yeah, That's yeah, even yeah. though the Swan is the busiest of the three pubs, you yeah, know, yeah. But it's, it, it seems to have a more kind of moderate <laughs> um, uh, audience, you could say, that don't, don't really go for the crazy strong stuff. No, yeah. But that's interesting because that's the thing. I, I, I'm one of the few people I know who drink both cask and keg quite happily. So I'm going to a pub and it, well, we're staying in Weatherby and all the pubs we went into the first time we were there, a lot of the stuff that was on keg was just you. Know, kind of Heineken and la, la 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 so I was just drinking cask all night no problem but I know some people would have been a bit like oh, oh I've got to leave the yeah, pub because yeah, like, yeah. there's nothing I want to drink yeah um but it's it's, it's interesting as well because I do like uh different yeah, types yeah. of cask beers as you were um the strong crazy stuff as you said like, like I love that I don't see enough of that personally yeah, in, yeah. in Paris and um, it's nice to see that like as you say you've got it here yeah um, do you think I was chatting to you briefly earlier about this badger do you think the, you were mentioning 10 years ago is more cask uh, yeah cask beer that was being kind of sold as what it was originally do you feel there's because I'd say 10 years ago I'm trying to think what are we 2021 uh, yeah craft beer kind of starting to come up I was living in London at the time do you feel like it's something that's come out of the major cities or like how how well in terms of comparing it say to Leeds, which is I don't know the north that well, but the, your next biggest city. I, I'm not too sure about that yeah, whether okay. it's yeah, came yeah. from the cities or not. I mean, <clears throat> the little story. Uh, yeah, go for it. Right. Please do. Um, I used to live in New York. Yeah. And I lived in Princeton, and there was a so basically I'd moved from Scotland yeah. to New oh, York. Yeah. Okay. Now, bearing in mind Scotland at that time, there was probably not a wonderful variety of beer yep. on show. Yeah. So it was generally you had heavies and 70 shilling, 80 shilling, that yep. kind of thing. So I got to New York, got to Princeton, and went into this place called the Triumph Brewery. Um, and it was incredible. Yeah. It was just like, and I went, and you had your six different beers that you got on a Oh, yeah, yeah, like a there you go, tasters, thirds of them all. This is brilliant, you know. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't believe that. Why is this not happening in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then when I returned to the UK, I came back and I was working in Leeds. Um, decided okay. to live out here, and I met the guy who is the owner of Brass Castle, okay, brewery. And he had worked, just as I had left the States, he started working in the Triumph Brewery okay. to learn his trade. Yeah. And he came back and started with all these incredible, totally different beers that were just not mainstream mm. at all. And they just exploded. And I think at that point, this is why I don't think it's just cities that have generated it. Mm. I think it's been a lot of local microbreweries that have pushed it got into pubs that were real old pubs yeah. and they've taken off because people have went, wow, I never knew a beer could be like that. And yeah. that's where I think it's all came mm. from. 
And then obviously people will then jump on the bandwagon yeah. as such. Um, but I think there was more of an underground movement going mm, on mm, way slowly before. Slowly seeped into the city, yeah, if you will, yeah. from the outskirts sort of thing yeah. of the breweries. And I, I think you just got people Brewing something who at were, home, I guess, to start, isn't it? Yeah, and then, well, a lot of them did start as yeah. home brewers. Mm. Um, but, you know, with, with Phil, and it was like, he was brewing beers originally that were like, you would never get anything like it mm. around here. Yeah, I remember at that point, the whole idea of having a, a, a hazy pint, for example, well, was completely alien like, oh. to, 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 to most of our customers. Yeah, actually, it's yeah. cloudy, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think beer drinks in general expected the crystal beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, still, Bills now, isn't I still love yeah. that as well, but yeah. I'm quite happy to drink a hazy beer as well now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got exactly. Front you are drinking, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think I, I think that's absolutely right. It's, it's the passion of brewers that have been out and actually yes. experienced that and thought, I would love to kind but of... America did, well, they are, were the pioneers of it, weren't they? Well, like, I, thing, I think yeah. at that point, that's, it was the likes of, you know, the likes of Phil coming over and he was like, well, I don't have problems using American hops. So we yeah. started getting citrus coming in, you know, mm. the centennials, all of this stuff started appearing here. And everybody was like, well, these are great. Look at the flavours you can get out of this. So why am I not doing it? Yeah. You know, sticking uh, to one he, hop. Yeah, well, beer even, that even some content. of your traditional breweries took the step to, right, okay, well, we've got a core range, but now we'll let's do some specials. Yeah, I remember Brains, being from Wales, Brains obviously having their core kind of cask, but yeah. having a craft beer faction, like when this yeah. all happened, wasn't yeah. really good. But. Yeah, well, I, think, I think they all <laughs> they tried, tried it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, prior to that kind of explosion of you know the full-on American, um, you know the hazy pails and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we first took on the Swan, I've been at the Swan now for fourteen years, and I took it on from um, a friend Pete, who was predecessor there. Uh, and even then, we were getting beers from the likes of Roosters and Salamander, Phoenix, yeah. you know, over near Manchester. And these were kind of they were they were clear, but they were very much American influenced pale yeah, ales, yeah. Mm. and th- and they were just tremendously popular even then with our drinkers. Yeah. So we had people kind of transitioning both ways actually from from kind of browner bitters, <laughs> yeah. uh, but also from the lager um, yeah. taps. They were kind of coming across into these new style yeah, of pale, um, yeah. and I think that was the kind of the, the start of it all. Really, it probably was the hiatus. Was the the mm. American pale ales that yeah. really yeah. kicked it all off, and it's exploded. It's just exploded yeah. since then. Yeah. It's funny because I, I it's, as you say, it's got something about um, those sorts of beers coming in. I always remember, as you say, you know, when you first have well, sort of beers you drink. The first beer I ever sort of had was Worthington, mm. classic. You know, my dad used to drink it, and most of my <laughs> friends were drinking Carlin or Stella if they had a few more quid to spare. Um, and that was it. And you, and you'd have friends who you either liked beer or you didn't. Yeah. There was yeah. no in between. Whereas now I'm like, if someone says to me, we don't like beer, I'm like, oh, you have not, it's not that you don't like beer. You've just not found the one you'd, you, Absolutely. You, That's exactly the lead. ridiculous amount of flavors out there now. Yeah. Um, and they've obviously still got that memory of when they were 15, maybe trying a French bottle down the park. And be like, um, but anyway, I'm going to move us. So speaking of which, what, so I've been drinking, um, you mentioned the late Lades? The Leeds yeah. <laughs> Pale on tap. It's only 3.9%. I'm not drunk yet. Um, which I'm almost finished with. This is a really nice drop. It's it a is, great pint. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think we did the, or Leeds Brewery did the calculation since they came to the slip. Is it 600,000 pints? Something like that. I thought it was something ridiculous. Wow. It's, the, it's, it's, it's very inoffensive. In it's, it's just it's, perfect session yeah. beer. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, it doesn't feel heavy in the slightest. It's got a nice taste to it yeah. as well. It's not tasteless. Is that what you're drinking at the moment? I'm on the Leeds as well. Yeah, yeah. you're on the Leeds as well. 
Uh, I get the impression, Paul, you've gone for something a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit sillier for quarter to one in the afternoon. Well, no, it's, it's actually, it's not bad. I think it's only four percent, but it's, okay. um, it is hazy. It's, yeah, it looks hazy. It's kind of like intimidated by it. It's something. <laughs> it's, it's it's honestly a very surprising beer. It's siren pressed to zest, and it's it's. Um, I've discovered to my surprise that I actually really like sour goes type beers. Yeah. Um, so this is a coffee and lemon goes from Siren which sounds like it should be a thick dark beer you know but it's not it's pale I'm sure it's lovely but it's like lemon and coffee just doesn't sound like it's, it would honestly that's yeah, what I yeah, thought but, but yeah. I, it's just delicious it's really good I do like Siren I might have to try really a few because I'm not going to drink them all but I might have to try but a few you can certainly have a few in the, samples in the break um, speaking of speaking of a break we're going to take a break now um, that's because your pint's finished yeah, but, yeah literally um, and which something we've not I've not been able to do since before lockdown is ask the per- local in this case, Badger, it's yourself as the landlord to pick uh, what's your favourite drink to give me, and I'll talk about it in the next yeah, uh, bit. It, it's such a, I, I'm so tempted to uh, get you the, the out spaced uh, turning point West Coast IPA. Okay. And it is 6.2. I think you might find that's a bit much at this point. Let's, let's see what we get after the break. Yeah. We'll be back <laughs> after this. So a feature that's been missing from Pub Trotters Pubcast for a while is the live pub interviews. So back in October, I was fortunate or unfortunate enough to end up in a place in Bordeaux called the Jacan. And I interviewed someone I met there for a 10 minute chat about the beer scene in France and the pub scene in France as well. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Pub Trotters on Site. We are today in a, in Bordeaux of all places, in France. Uh, you'd never believe it. Uh, Covid's over, uh, according to the government, that's not entirely true. Um, but we are in <laughs> Bordeaux, well I am in Bordeaux, uh, in, in, in fortunate or unfortunate circumstances because my flight got fucked over. And so here we are in a place called Jack and Craft Market. Jack and Craft Market, uh, which is the most glorious place of French craft beer I've seen in a long time. And I'm currently speaking with Maxwell. Maxwell. Do I call you Max or you Maxwell? Can call me Max if you like. Yeah. Call you Max or <laughs> Max or like. Okay, brilliant. So um, I'm, I, I've. It, this is the weirdest thing. I've come here as a British person and come to this, I, I googled craft beer in Bordeaux, came across this place and come here and the first person I meet is from the UK. <laughs> what the fuck are the chances of that? Anyway, introduce yourself, say hello, give your name and talk, tell us about this pub slash bar slash beer place. So my name is Max, uh, I've been living in France for 18 years now. I uh, was born in the northwest, uh, oh, born in the UK, northwest London, um, near High Wycombe, and uh, been enjoying the, the French lifestyle for quite a while now. Um, Bordeaux for you know, just under 10 years now, and uh, been working in hospitality for quite a while. Um, the pub scene in Bordeaux, uh, cocktails, and now I've really decided to work on more craft beer and organic uh, biodynamic wine and stuff that's a little bit more new and funky. Amazing. You, you just said biodynamic wine, which is something we'll come back to in a second. 
I will put photos up of this place because it's incredible. They've um, got lots of local, well, a local brewery called Debouche. Debouche? Am I saying that right? Debosh. So Debosh. It, it essentially in French means when someone says it's la Debosh, it means it's time to um, clock off. So ah, essentially okay. they've created a beer called it's um, clock off time. So it's it's the right. end It's end of work. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Amazing. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this pub is, or pub, dare I say it, is absolutely stunning. And um, can you tell us a bit about a bit more about the this bar slash pub? Because sure, it's not a pub. Of course. Um, so essentially, this place has been open for just under six years. It'll be our sixth birthday in December. Uh, and we call ourselves a cave avoir. So um, we. What the fuck does cave avoir mean? So essentially started out as a beer bar, uh, craft beer bar that opened a couple of years ago. Uh, COVID hit the bar um, quite hard and we were considered as non-essential, uh, so weren't able to open, but uh, instead changed into more of a beer store um, and so became a seller or a beer, beer store, wine seller if you prefer. Uh, but kept our taps. Yeah. So during lockdown, we were selling takeaway beer, whether it be from on tap or bottles or cans. Also decided to integrate uh, wine because that's kind of the whole... Uh, well, it's, por- it's Bordeaux. It has to be wine, right? It is, but having said that, we don't necessarily work with conventional Bordeaux stuff. We work more with um, independent people, guys that don't want to follow the rules and do their own thing. That's the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. I, I don't run by the rules, mate. Exactly. That's about, that's about right. Um, and so we've now become what we would call a cave à boire. So we're a mix between a bar and a store. Uh, you can come during the evening uh, or during the day on Fridays and Saturdays, come and pick up your selection for the weekend, um, or you can get pissed until 11 in the evening if you prefer. Uh, trying new stuff, having something to nibble on, um, and just enjoying the enjoying the new the new scene um, we have new arrivals that come pretty much each week uh, every time we finish a keg we move on to something else uh, so it really is a discovery for new customers for us as bartenders that work here and it's just a great atmosphere to uh, work with new stuff find new new products um, and yeah fantastic really I can confirm this place is absolutely stunning um, I will ask you um, however um, in terms of like, so you've lived here for how long? Uh, 18 years now. 18 years. So you, and how old are you? 28. So you were born and bred. You could say. I was born in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, so as uh, pub trotter fans will listen to is about, about pubs and, and the pub lifestyle of UK and you know the beautiful thing that is a community around a pub what 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 is that is that a thing in France and and what is that like oh absolutely um, so I've worked uh, in hospitality for about nine years now uh, and I was part of the pub community in Bordeaux as well uh, I counted roughly about 27 pubs in Bordeaux um, so Charles Wells are out here. They've got four pubs. Um, Charles Dickens, Sherlock Holmes. Ch- sorry, Charles Wells. Yeah. Is that the same like franchise that is in Hertfordshire? Correct. Yeah. That'd be. Ah, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. You have your own opinion of that. Uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let you keep that to yourself. Uh, I know what you think. I I share that as well. Um, 
we've got a couple of independent um, pubs as well. Yeah. Um, HMS, House of Parliament, um, Golden Apple, uh, various different places that are owned by English people or that are run by French people that kind of call themselves an English pub. Um, so yeah, it's a. The, I think Bordeaux is considered as a wine scene. Of ha- but having said that, um, there's no beating a, a beer at uh, six o'clock. Um, yeah, so pints are what are drunk most by students uh, and just people that want to finish off their day, really. Brilliant. Fucking, such a fucking interesting point of view. Because I, I, as everyone knows, pubs are fantastic. And um, this is this is a beautiful place. So if you ever find yourself in Bordeaux, just Google this place. Yeah. So if you look for Jacken, um, J-A-Q-E-N. Uh, this is our so Jack and Craft Market is the one that does more of the um, beer and wine that we sell uh, on tap or by the can or by the bottle. We also have another business called Jack and Tucky, uh, which is a little bit more of a restaurant canteen. We've got 18 uh, taps, so beer and wine on tap. Uh, we'll come to that maybe another time. Um, <laughs> but we also do fried chicken. We also do some burgers. We do some stuff to nibble on. Um, nice. So yeah, something to mix a bit of beer and food. We're more of here at Jack and Craft. We're more of the um, store, and our sister sister business does more of the food. Amazing. You know what I just realised? I can't remember your name. Max. Max. Max and Nick. Thank you very much, Nick. This has been fucking ama- amazing. Uh, and this bar is highly recommended. If you're ever in Bordeaux, if you are or if you're not. Um, it's an absolutely stunning bar. It's 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 really. It's one of those places that you don't expect to find in a place like Bordeaux. So, come here, have a look, check it out. Um, I thought I thought I saw Mad Scroll beers in your fridge, <laughs> but I don't think you do. No. Um, but um, any last words, Max? Um. The craft beer in uh, the craft beer scene in France is exploding bit by bit. I'm sure that you guys in the UK have incredible stuff. I've tried a lot of it, and <laughs> I know you do. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, French, a little bit of English stuff out here, um, but you know, try some French stuff. Uh, got a couple of good names, whether it be Deboche, whether it be Azimut. Um, we've got Effet Papillon, which is also Bordeaux, uh, and then. Uh, there are more than I can count now. 80% of our beers that we sell on sites are French. Uh, the rest is European in general. Um, uh, we're really happy that um, the Brits have been able to um, make this whole craft scene be what it is today. And uh, hopefully, uh, it keeps going. Amazing. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we're back for the second part of uh, Pub Trotters Pubcast, in particular Pub Lovers Corner, uh, where I've been given a smorgasbord of beers to try, even though I asked for one. I've got quite a lot of tasters. Uh, Badger, uh, talk me through what you've got. Usually I have a, a, co- a co-host to do this with, um, so we'll see how I get on for the day. Badger, what have I got for you? Okay, okay. Well, well, we'll give you a couple of small tasters. Yeah. Um, the first one being a, a, a sour beer by Siren, which is this one. Yeah. And this is the one that Paul was talking about earlier, which is the coffee and lemon. It's called Pressed to Zest. 
That is so bizarre <laughs> as a beer. It? It's, not, it's not as um, it's not as horrific as I was worried it might be. No, um, but yeah, that's weird. Have you tried this? Oh god, yeah, yeah I yeah, love yeah. it. You love yeah, it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's ideal. It's one of those. It's like a great thirst quencher. Yeah, it's not. It just and the, wow. co- the coffee's really subtle at the back of the palate. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Um, yeah, we do end up talking quite wankily, as I say, about, <laughs> about, about, about drinks when we get to this point. But that is... Um, it's quite incredible, actually. Yeah. The, the aroma's coffee. Yeah. You drink it, it all hits you with the lemon, and, and then the, the coffee comes right back again. Um, it is a good morning beer, if I had to pick one. You know, like, when I've been at festivals, Rattlers are the ones I go for with ah, like, ridiculously okay. fruity, lemony. But like, yep. it's got the coffee hit as well, I thought. Well, I'm assuming there's elements of coffee in there, but uh, it's not enough caffeine to maybe keep you going through the day. <laughs> it probably not. No. <laughs> um, so that what, who was that by? Siren. So that's Siren, and then I've got a purpley looking one here. Talk me through this. It was in his little fruit beer. Yeah. Um, it's called Culture Shock, and it's by Hop Studio, who's a, a local brewery from York, but well, outside York oh, in cool. Elvington. Yeah. Um, it's. Down as a blackberry smoothie. Okay, I can smell the thickness in it, I think. <laughs> mm. Again, subtle. Yeah. I keep I think when I when I don't know if it's when sours first started or something, they all felt like they had more of a punch than they do. I feel like there's an element of sours now that I like that are far more subtler than See I I technically really I know it's supposed to be a little bit of a sour beer, but I don't think it's classified yeah. as a sour yeah, 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 to, yeah, to yeah, me. me. Yeah. That is more of a fruit beer. Yeah. With the tartness of the fruit yeah. giving the little bit of sourness yeah. rather than it's a woof. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if that's partly also because we know now what to expect from sours, so it's not such a shock. When you first taste it, exactly. That's a good point. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But I remember yeah. when I first got into craft beer, I had a friend who introduced me into it, if you will, and she was going through a phase of loving sours. And I remember like being like, "Oh no, can't, can't. That's just too sour. That's not a beer to me." Um, but it's interesting to see how it's changed over the years. I think as well. That's similar to the to the hops situation though. As well. mm. Do you remember when when first heavily hopped beers came mm. out? Yeah. Some people would just say, "Oh, that's just way too bitter," you know, and yeah. they kind of moan about the amount of hops in there. And now that's what everyone seems to just <laughs> everyone yeah. wants. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, we've left this one for you. Yeah. Uh, a West Coast IPA um, from Turning Point. Uh, just just to to let your listeners know it is a 6.2% West Coast IPA and it's bang full of flavour. Yeah, that has got a kick in, this, in, in the hobbyness as you say, it's a yeah. very, it's what I expect from the West Coast though, yeah. um, I expect it to have very bitter, is the IBU quite high I imagine? Would, yeah, yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, loads of flavour, I'm currently in a phase of I always I, I love West Coast IPA, the kind of piney yeah. sort of taste. Um, they are often strong beers, <laughs> which is why maybe I don't drink too much of them. Um, but this is the one that will see me through the rest of the podcast. You hope. Yeah, well, yeah, if I make it. Um, but and this is Turning Point, and they're yeah. obviously you're trying to. Um, they're local again, Northern Brewery. Yeah, well, they're, they're based out of Nearsborough. Yeah. Uh, which is probably what twenty miles from here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. It's, it's, it's a turning point, a really good example of the way that the beer scene works around here. Mm. Um, Aaron used to work for Brass Castle. Yep. Uh, Cameron used to run uh, the um, 
the Falcon Tap, Falcon Tap uh, which is one of the problems we were talking about right at the beginning yeah. that we're hoping is going to make oh, a comeback. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. it was a very sad loss a couple of years ago yeah. due yeah. to development, actually. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, this is how the scene seems to work. People move around within it, and it's very kind of you know, very supportive. You know, a little bit incestuous, but you know, yeah. the yeah, people, yeah. people just move around, and, and it makes for a lovely, friendly kind of yeah. local scene, doesn't it? Mm. Awesome. Um, so yeah, this is me, me going now for the rest of this session. So let's move on to, to as I mentioned, Pub Lovers Corner. Let's talk about the slipping uh, as a pub in itself. So, uh, and, and I know you've both had heavy involvement. Um, Paul, you've been in, you, you've bought this pub, uh, was it 10, 11 years ago now maybe? Is it? Yeah, it was in two, we actually bought it in 2008 and I bought Eight. it with my, my really good friend John. Um, yeah. Who very sadly passed away in 2017, but okay. but me and John kind of had this together. Um, I've known John for years. He used to be the accountant up up at the for the me at the Swan actually. So okay. that's how we kind of became involved together. Yeah. Um, and you know um, before Badger and Badger came in to take over really when we mm. had that terrible situation because John used to run the pub for us. Right. So you know when we lost him it was a huge blow basically yeah, and we had to get somebody who totally understood how to kind of the succession that was yeah. needed basically. And Badger was was the absolute obvious choice. We, we kind of had you waiting in the wings anyway, didn't we, to, <laughs> yeah. to take it on at some point. So yeah. we were very lucky that we had Badger yeah, there at that yeah. point because yeah. he totally gets it and there's been total continuity in terms mm. of the, the feel of the place. Yeah. You know? um, we bought it from a big pub company. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely honest knees, you know, a mm. typical pubco disposal site. Um, and we just invested enough to make the surroundings, you know, you know, um, sort of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, put some decent beer on the bar and some friendly stuff behind the bar, yep. and it's just going to flow. It's a when you say um, uh, you just said about big beer disposal, is that? Can you elaborate what you mean by that? In terms of, is it uh, when uh, brew, big breweries tend to kind of run pubs in a way that can be eventually sold off to developers and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it, it, it's typical of, of big big breweries to run pubs in a way that um, they extract as much profit from the pub as possible yeah. uh, for the least investment possible, yeah. let's put it that way. So yeah. you have a situation often where rents end up creeping up to a level that's just too high to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Many, many pubs in that situation are tied in terms of what they can buy and they have to buy from their, their pub owning company as well. Yeah at inflated prices and all of this has kind of an inhibiting effect on yeah, the profitability of the pub so Absolutely. the typical kind of end stage that you'll reach is you've got some poor landlord who who's can't afford to even staff yeah so they're stood behind their bar you know 90 hours a week with a thousand yards stare. you walk in mm. and the whole thing is just utterly miserable and yeah. people obviously don't want to go to a pub where where it's where it's in no. that situation so these pubs generally fail and yeah. At that point, you know the property owning company always has the property. You know, yeah, exactly. So, so they, they sell, sell that onto whatever they want. It yeah. To be, isn't it? yeah, and very often they get sold in kind of deals that no one else gets a look in. But luckily, we were able to put a bid in for this place, and we we did manage to buy it with the best intentions. You know, and we yeah. did invest in it, and we did bring it back to where yeah, it is yeah, now, yeah. which could happen to almost every pub that's yeah. disposed of. But most pubs don't get the, the opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah, amazing. So and so, like what? When you got the, how how different is the vibe here from when you like you Badger? You mentioned earlier you were a local anyway. Um, had you been coming before Paul had bought the pub? No, no, no. To be to be fair, um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even have crossed its door. <laughs> 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 what what were the what are the reasons for that? Uh, you knew of it then, I take it. Yeah, yeah. but it was just soulless. Yeah, um, not welcoming. Mm. It, it, 
I don't know, it was just one of those yeah. places that were, in, in, in particular... Um, <laughs> There's a gentleman behind uh, nodding in the green. <coughs> Harry's actually got a great story to tell what it was like when he moved into the area. Yeah. He came in and it was one of those uh, for turning the TV down. <laughs> who's, who's this? He introduced himself, I'm new to the area thought this might end up being my local type thing, got a drink, not a word said to him, thinks his drink, walks out, just as he's walking out the door, the TV goes on again. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. And no, I wouldn't have crossed the door. Yeah. But that's that is what happens, you know. Very often with pubs like that, when they end up in that situation, mm. you know, it's, it, the, the life has gone really. Yeah. In 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 that sense, and a lot of it is is you know, I don't want to kind of. It's not necessarily about the pub operator. Very often, it's a bit percolates down from the pub ownership. Yeah, you know, I was going to say because I can imagine. Is, is, is it a sense of kind of like whoever was running that pub is just tired mm. and therefore hasn't got the energy to put the effort More into it anymore? It's, uh, and therefore, it's well, like, what's the point? Yeah. Exactly, and that's why it's a bit of an, um, I guess, intimidating to newcomers because <laughs> there's no welcome, there's no, and I like you know the reason we set up this podcast is and we love me and my friends love discovering new pubs as I mentioned to you, Paul, and that's the point of kind of what we do, um, and the welcome, you know, the good ones, <laughs> the welcoming vibe they can bring, yeah, and yeah. just the kind of and I love one of my favourite things is sitting sitting in a pub and having a pint and reading on my own as well when I know I'm in a comfortable environment which is perfect yeah well the best the best pubs are the ones that people enjoy working and running you know it's hospitality it should be everything about it should be about pleasure you know so you need the bar staff and and the owners to be enjoying what they're doing yeah otherwise the whole thing is scuppered from the start really absolutely Um, so that's how we set out with the three pubs that we got you know um uh that's very much our intention is to run them as welcoming places where you walk in and someone's smiling and they're pleased to see you and they've got the beers that you want to drink and it's like, you know, they're not tied to some ridiculous, you've got to have three smooths on or something like that that nobody actually wants (laughs) to drink. (laughs) It's really not rocket science, but it is unfortunately unattainable for most people in the industry because the deal they've got doesn't allow for that to happen. It's just, Mm. it's just madness. It's incredible, I think, and I I guess it's incredible to think the link between the, like you say, the big owners and pubs and then the beer that is served, particularly beer or cider, let's say as well, to a lesser extent, because I can't imagine spirits and wine, let's say, has such a big influence over how pubs are run and how uh, how, how, how you buy. Unless, well, I know some brewery, some breweries and some big big pub companies own spirit companies as well, don't they? So they, yeah. uh, so then you're like, well, you can only buy yeah Gordon's buy Gin or whatever, yeah, which isn't you know, it's not right. Um, yeah, does, so is in, in um, I don't know where I was going with that. It was more a comment. Um, so <laughs> there, 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 there are lots of deals though between these big companies. Yeah, that, you know, if you, it's like helping each other out sort of thing. Isn't it? Yeah. We're all rich, so let's help each yeah. other out. That's and, exactly uh, right. So if, if you look at any so if you're a company, Gordon's Ginry and. Carlin, let's all work together and make sure we can yeah. yeah. If you look at any pub company supplier list, it looks like the supermarkets looked a couple of years back before. I mean, supermarkets <laughs> now, a bit, they're a bit better at getting some local beers yeah, in yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. at one point, you Not look down the supermarket mean, yeah. aisle and you could look down the aisle and you'd say, well, 
okay, they've got beers that look independent, but that's owned by Masters, that's owned by Green King, that's owned by Fuller's, you know. There were very little, actually, genuinely independent beers in there. And that's how pub company supply lists still look. They all deal with each other at the top of the industry, but they don't allow smaller brewers onto those lists unless you pay absolutely through the nose for it, you know. Um, and they're not going to do the dark. No, of course no. not. So we've gone the other way. We, we make a point now. We, we, we try not to deal with those big brewers, yeah, particularly course. ones that run to yeah. pub estates, actually. So we have some mainstream beers on here, but I'm very choosy about which big companies I'll deal with. Um, but on the whole, we make a point of giving bar space to local independent brewers that can't get on most pub bars because of yeah, these yeah. deals. That's what yeah. we do. Yep. 100%. That's really so interesting. Uh, you mentioned, like you said, because there's an element of having in a pub like this then and, and there'll, there'll be photos shared on our Instagram and everything in a pub like this where you'll have the people will be interested and open to trying these new beers trying mm. new things and blah, blah, blah. but you will have people who just want to get what they know oh how about it uh, just what time is it is it one o'clock here <laughs> just gone uh, no Gerard and Dennis will be sitting in the corner yeah right now having their tetleys yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, won't they won't touch anything ever. else. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting to say that you, like you say, you're quite picky about like, how and what you choose in terms of those beers, shall we say? How yeah. do you do that? I mean, well, is, it, is it a lesser of other evils? It is a bit. Like, to be honest, like, yeah. they're all they're all evil. Let's pick the lesser yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. What, what we I, t- I tell you what it's interesting actually. What we we have three pubs, so we yeah. do in theory we have some economies of scale. We could be using yeah, you this. Have one to, one yeah, we could be using this to get discounts from brewers, for example. Now, I've got no qualms about using it to get a discount from some multinational conglomerate, no. for example. So, in our case, we use Carlsberg, for example, as our main yes, you were saying our main yeah. supplier. And the reason for that is that Carlsberg didn't have a tied pub estate. Um, they do have a reasonably philanthropic element in in which they don't publicise enough, but it's called the Carlsberg Foundation, which is all about investing in kind of re, you know, oh, wow. future stuff, green energy, that kind of thing. Scandies, it's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that's, that's what that's the yeah. So, beer's terrible, but uh, ethics are much better than ours. Um, <laughs> it is actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they also they also they also happen to own the brands Tetleys in this country now. Yeah. The Swan at the top of the road here, yeah. historically, is a Tetley's pub. It's okay. a beautiful, great two-listed interior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was done by Tetley's when Tetley's were still Tetley's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 1936, they did that pub out. So we've kept Tetley's on. We've got Tetley cask on handful up there. We've given one of our handfuls to it. Because we still have Tetley drinkers that come in, because historically, that's, that's what the pub is. And that's owned by Carlsberg. So it kind of came together that I thought, okay, we'll, we'll deal Stick with Carlsberg. With yeah. We need some mainstream stuff on. I do believe yeah, that... That's the thing, isn't it? You do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pubs do need to be kind of... I really believe they need to be kind of democratic and you need to offer something for everyone. Um, the fact is, and this is something I learned early on with pubs, I heard this really interesting, it really, really rings true. If you've got a group of people out and they're going out around the town, it's, it's the cask ale drinkers that are going to be really fussy about where they go because yeah. they want to get a decent pint of cask ale. Yeah. The lager drinkers don't care. As long as there's some lager on the bar, yeah. they'll go with their mates. So we've got and it could be Eddie Pilsner as well absolutely. when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So from an independent brewery, they it'll be fine. As long as we're catering for those kind of people who want a recognisable brand, the cask drinkers are going to be over the moon if they walk in and see eight handfuls. You know, so that's the kind of the way that we've approached it. We don't, we're not lager led. We are cask led, and it works really, really yeah. well. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you were alluding to how do we choose what comes on there in terms of tetleys and things like mm. that. I suppose over the years that's changed a couple of times and 
to be honest, there's always an uproar when it <laughs> changes from Boddington's to Tetley's. Oh, oh, Boddington's, oh, what's happened to them? Oh. That's another <laughs> podcast. Really. That's but there's an absolute, yeah, it's yeah. weeks worth of planning, sort of slowly drip feeding drip them feeding, that oh, things we might, might be changing. Be changing. <laughs> yeah. And then when it happens, it's like, whoa. Yeah, Then a day later, it's, yep, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that happened when we when we changed. Cause we used to use AB InBev, who obviously owns yes. Boddington's and, and yeah. certain other brands. When you change your big mainstream brands, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. a big, it's a big thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So Badger, I'm curious about um, your story, if you don't mind. Um, so you're from Scotland. Yes. Where in Scotland? Uh, well, I'm, I'll call it Glasgow. It's from a town called Kirkintilloch. Which okay. most people wouldn't know, but we'll say yeah, eight okay. miles outside Glasgow. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you mentioned you've not been a landlord of a pub before this one. Nope. No. So no. How, t- tell us the story of your your story into the beer pub world. Well, it basically came as I say. Um, Scotland is probably not renowned for very many good beers, to be fair. Mm. Um, so you had, I suppose, your tenants and yeah, McEwen's yeah. and. Oh, not much, not much else when yeah. I was growing up. Um, so you were kind of like limited. And as I say, things got a little bit better there. They brought Bellhaven in. Still not wonderful, but it was an improvement. And then I went away to New York. Yeah. And as I say, when I started drinking in the what took trial, you to New York, by the way? Uh, it was, uh, well, it was with my work at the time. So yeah. I was working with an international moving company. Okay. So I went for three-year contract yeah. in New York Brilliant. and there as I say went to the Triumph um, and Princeton being where it was was very close to Philadelphia as well so mm-hmm. we used to go to the Philadelphia beer festivals Nice. and that just blew yeah, my mind down by the river and you were talking hundreds of different styles of beer, beers, brewers from everywhere so when I came back and as I say, it was like meeting Phil kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things from Grass Castle, mm. but also it was Yorkshire beers. Mm. They were yeah, full of flavour. Yeah. Um, this was something I had never experienced before in Scotland. Mm. And being able to walk into a pub and sit down and Oh, I've got four different beers to choose from here, they're all different, it was quite exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So then I got, I suppose it's just one of those things, I like the beer, it was like, yeah, I'm going to try this, try this, and I spent an awful lot of time trying all different pubs, certainly in the York area, obviously ended up in the Swan, where mm-hmm. you end up with a great welcome, yeah. and it kind of started, right, well, I've honed in on what I like and where I like. Um, so it was like Swan, Slip, over to the Volleys. And these three were just great, really old pubs where you got a great welcome in every one of them. You could walk in on your own and meet somebody that you knew. There was always somebody in these places that you could just sit and have a beer with. Um, wonderful. Uh, so, yeah. As things went on, um, I used to go and, I mean, uh, my wife and I set this target of trying to find the best pub in the country. 
it's a fun, a fun game to play. It's, yeah, it's a great game to play. <laughs> so we started going away for weekends everywhere, you know. Wow, and at amazing. that point, it was yeah, we found some fantastic yeah, pubs imagine. across the country. Any highlights? Well, I'll tell you one right now that I still think's well up there, but I've heard a, not heard a great report about it recently. Okay. Was the was the old bookbinders in Oxford? Okay. Uh, which we absolutely yeah. fell in love with, but I recommended it to somebody last week and they've come back saying, mm, <laughs> maybe not quite as good as. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting when you do that. Yeah. You've got to take that person. Is, yeah. Is, is like you might love it. But well, everyone's got a different opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, you never know what's changed with the public. But I, I don't think, think that's yeah, because you were there a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just basically going round there, and that's when it was. You know things like you got you really got to know John here, Paul at the Spawn. Yeah. But you come back to John and it'd be right. I've been this pub, that pub. They had these beers on. They were really good. Yeah. Is there any chance? And he'd be like, Yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> and you go, Oh, that's fantastic. He's making yeah, the effort yeah, yeah. to go and supply what customers would like. So you were pretty much like a beer scout, but unofficially for the slip-in. It's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad get, yeah, yeah. Unpaid <laughs> beer scout. Yeah, that was worth it. Yeah, happy days. <laughs> just great, just going round pubs. Yeah. Um, but then really, yeah, as I say, just don't. So just purely, sorry to jump it's ahead. It's solely through beer. I just got, it sounds like it's um, you've got this role as as landlord for the slip in as a, for a, a passion. It's passion for a passion. Well, I think so. I, I don't think this because it's not what you worked in be. before. It's no, just it, slipping that. this place couldn't be this place without a bit of care, a bit of passion, mm. a bit of love. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said to Paul, it's like. I don't get out of here that often. <laughs> you, you, you live know, upstairs yeah, as well, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but where else would I go other than the spawn? <laughs> it's, it's interesting down the road. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting actually. Is that, is that where you go on holiday now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 since yeah. lockdown, I think I've been to three pubs. <laughs> Here, the swine and one other. Oh, the volleys. Yeah, there you go. Right. There yeah. Are. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that you and I have been having in common, I think, actually, is that we both came into pubs with no... I'd never even worked behind the bar before when I took the swan on, which was the wow. first one. But, <laughs> but like, like Badger, I, I, I moved up to York in 2002 with my wife, and we, we've always been pub people. We've always kind of based our social life around a local pub, you yeah. know. So we needed a really good pub to move near, and we just happened to walk into the Swan one night and thought, this is just, this is this is it. Yeah. We've, we've found Damn. a pub. Yeah, yeah. And I think this this is a common thing. People move and they use pubs as a... As a, as a I mean, I do. Well, well, yes. Not so much, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly common. I've heard it from customers over the years at the Swan all the time. It's like, oh, we're thinking of moving up here. We might move to this area, you know, because they've walked into the pub. It's exactly what we did. So when, when Pete and Rach, the predecessors, wanted to move on because they, they had a child and they had to move out of the flat and that kind of... So they wanted to move on, and at that point, the pub was clearly, you know, it, it was vulnerable. It, it, with it being a lease, yeah. it could have been taken on by anybody. So yeah. we were motivated by a love for the oh, pub, pub, really, to yeah, take yeah. it on. I, with no this experience. It's the coolest thing. Like, yeah. the best stories we've had on yeah, here. We knew um, we cared. We, we cared yeah. enough to do it properly. Yeah. Um, and you care enough to do this properly. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's really crucial for a pub to be run by someone for the right reasons, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that we both. Did. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think 
if your heart isn't in it, it will never be the place that it should be. Yeah, I think the the, the interesting thing, the journey of of the podcast and everything as well. We've done a lot of. I say a lot. Of, I think this is. Ep- I haven't introduced what episode this is because I can't remember. I think it's like fifteen <laughs> or sixteen. I'm not sure. Um, but it's it's interesting how how different what people get into this sort of industry in different ways. And I've met, should we say, and lords and ladies of different ages as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of young people as well who have got into it. And I wonder how long that will last for in the sense. Yeah, Whereas yeah. you've done it the other way around as well, but in the sense that you know you've just this and yourself, Paul. You mentioned that. I, they're a passion in the sense of a community, a social life, meeting people, and eventually you've got ended up working in the industry. Mm. Uh, yeah. For those who can't see me, I'm doing a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> uh, but, but that's interesting, and it's, that's a well, it's great true. way. It's like yeah. you say, you, you, you work, obviously, in your jobs or whatever, and you get a life, but you, you've got to a point where you're like, oh, I really love this sort of thing, and yeah, but look after it like a, like a baby. If you, if, you, if you get the right people involved... That's what you feel like. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it's care. I can, ca- I can tell. It, it really, really can, is yeah. just all about that. Yeah. Love it, then it will be vibrant. Yeah. And that's all it matters. I just mean, want to recognise uh, the listeners as well um, that Badger said hello to pretty much everyone who's walked in here whilst we've been doing this podcast <laughs> as well, which I love and I think is amazing. Um, if, I think if you get the right people involved in running a pub, you, one thing you benefit from as well is continuity. Mm. Pubs with a high turnover of staff, the customers never know where they stand. No. It's like, well, who's managing it this week or whatever? Yeah, we've we've yeah. always had this. You know, when, when we took the Swan on, because I was still doing my other job at the time, um, we employed uh, a member of staff who was already there to run it, Kerry, yeah. who was young. She, she, I think she was twenty-one when when oh, wow. when super on yeah, as manager yeah. of a busy pub up the road, and she was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, everyone locally just yeah, loved her. Yeah. And she she worked for me for eight years, which is a, a long time to mm-hmm. take a pub management job and stay in it. And she's now you know, got a different career in Manchester, but I'm, I'm so grateful that she's stuck with us. I know Badger will be here for years. Helen, that's run the volunteer, has run it from the start. You know, she's been there since 2012. That's that's you know, 2011. Sorry, so that's 10 yeah. years of continuity for that pub. There, yeah, there is very much something I think. Um, I used to work. I've worked in various pubs when I was a student, and I worked in a pub in Cardiff called the Woodville, which is a student pub. Um, but I remember distinctively loving the pub because for the two years I was drinking there before I worked there, it was pretty much the same staff, give or take, yeah, yeah, give or yeah. take a few new people. And then when I worked there, it was the same for another two years. It was a very similar clientele, and that's why that pub was work. So it was a really busy student pub. Yeah. That's why it worked, because everyone mm. knew the faces of every bar person there. It, it makes a huge difference. And um, yeah. eventually, they, they ended up, once a lot of us left, they had a high turnover and it, it dipped a bit. Uh, because of that, as you say, is high yeah. turnover. I mean, it's, um, it, one of the best compliments I ever get from locals is they compliment me on staff. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is everything. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Because, you know, without good bar staff, the pub's not welcoming, yeah. the pub's not the pub. It has to be the same faces, they have to be nice to people. So, I'm going to move us on slightly, I'm aware of time. Um, so Badger, one of the th- something we like to ask our new guests on the on the cast is, uh, and you've you've touched on what might be your first alcoholic. Do you remember the first alcoholic beverage you bought in a pub? And yes. What was the name of the pub and the drink? The first alcoholic beverage I ever bought was a pint of Tenant's Lager. Classic, yeah. Stereotyping all the Scottish, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really hate think it cost me 64p. Shit, now. How old are you? And it was a pub called The Gallery in Lindsay. 
gallery. Yeah. Which I believe is still there. If it's still there, I will put it in the show notes. I think yeah. it's still there. Um, it may have changed name, but it should be in the same spot. Um, yeah. Amazing. How um, old were you when you bought that? Oh, I can't come. <laughs> Go on. 18. <laughs> yeah. uh, for, for viewers, there's a distinct uh, lie in there somewhere. Um, I don't know if there's someone that Badger's trying to avoid hearing that answer. Um, we all know we had a drink yeah, before Yeah, we have a bit younger than that, possibly, yeah. <laughs> and did, did you enjoy it? Because that's the other thing. I did actually, people because, first have because, a pint, it's always like, oh, I, I don't know if I like this. Well, again, this was where it all kind of started. At that time was when I got my nickname Badger, because I had met these okay, you know, so friends. Okay, so you were far from... Yeah, yeah. They were all... Had turned 18 yeah. and were drinking in the gallery, and they were like, Come on, then. And like, well, I can only come when I'm out at night, and I don't care how long it is because yeah. I don't eat up in the morning. Yeah. And yeah, and it was like, you know, I still remember the the land, the two landlords that were there, it was Hugh and Bill, and they were totally chalk and cheese. Yeah. It, it was great because I, Bill was the sort of acumen type guy and Hugh was just behind the bar going, I'll have a paint, have a paint, I'll have yeah, a paint, you have a paint. And <laughs> it was just all that stereotypical yeah. landlordy yeah. thing. But they were great. Um and I probably that was probably my local for Amazing. Yeah, a good five, six years actually. Yeah, yeah. So because the these were good at the start, yeah. that's where we all went. Yeah. Uh, and it, again, it, have you been back anytime recently? No, 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 not for a long time. No, not for a long time. No, but uh, yeah, cheap paint then. <laughs> yeah, yeah imagine, was it sixty-four p's? Yep. <laughs> and I remember the I remember the uproar when I went up to sixty-five p. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Oh, forget it. Good times, good times. Yeah, okay, yeah, we are, we are yeah. coming to the close of the podcast. Um, before we do, I've got a quiz for you both about the slip in. I've done a bit of research. Oh, God. Oh, right, okay. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of this you've answered already, so hopefully they'll be familiar. Um, and this is a new feature on the podcast, everyone. I've, oh. I've, I've now realised that with the internet, I can find out so many things about these places. Um, so, are you ready for the how well do you know your pub quiz? Well, I'm nervous now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have answered some of these already, so hopefully you should get them. Okay. So, so what year, approximately, does the slip-in date back to? Well, I believe it's 1849. According to the articles I found, you are correct. Oh, yes. well, <laughs> I would not. Well <laughs> okay, what date did the slip in reopen this year out of lockdown? Uh, out of this year? I yes. May the 17th. Correct. Okay, this might get a bit difficult now. I've got a bit oh, more oh. anal. Um, okay, who had the honour of having the first pipe pulled? Uh, on your opening day on the 17th of May. Gerard. You're going with Gerard. Gerard Rafferty. According to the article I found, and feel free to challenge, uh, the atmosphere of the pub has been much missed by 41-year-old Tom Adams, who had the honour of having the first ah, pint. I, I think that might have been the swan. That was the oh, swan. I think ah. it I've got to get my yeah. facts right. Yeah, I remember that picture of him, actually. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. And yeah. that, was, that was an article in Yorkshire 
something. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. The reason I do know it was Gerard because he was at the door when I opened the door <laughs> that day. Oh, amazing! And he's, I wish I got the right he's like eighty-six. So you're completely correct. Well done. Yes, but, but Tom is our quiz master uh, <laughs> up at the sw- up at the Swan. swan. He's been swan. desperately missing the pub, and he was sat in the corner of the back room for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, uh, what, what I consider an easy one. What year did Slip In win the Camera Pub of the Year in New York? Not 2020. Yes, nice easy one. And there. we, we, we uh, fun fact about that. We've we, we've retained it for two years, which has never happened before because there wasn't one last year. <laughs> there wasn't one last year. Yeah, of course. So we're the only rollover year. <laughs> okay, and you have alluded to this, but before. Uh, just before lockdown, you put some major investment in the slip-in. Yep. And in quite a lot of different pumps. How many real ale pumps, craft keg beer pumps, and cider pumps did you add? Oh. Add. So real ale, craft keg, right. Real ale, we added, well, take away the festival bar. So what's actually on the bar, we According to this article, I found. We added three extra hand pulls. Yeah, correct. We added the everything on the back bar. Everything on the back, but if we include the Brooklyn Defender and the Hackney Homestar as craft keg, that would be seven craft keg. Like final answer. And two and two craft two, ciders. Two craft so ciders. And then we added an extra lager. Did we? I think we did. We might have done that. We only had whole... I mean, I'm going to put you yeah. in your misery because the lagers and the bonus answer is not even on my list. You did add, indeed, add seven lines to the craft keg beer yeah. and two ciders. There, there you go. Fantastic knowledge. That's the end of the how well do you know your pub quiz. That was amazing. Think, uh, Impressive knowledge. I think we did all right there. I think we did yeah. okay, yeah. You smashed that. There was a huge change, yeah. We went from ten... I, I, I told you before we started the yeah, recording, yeah. What, what this little snug that we're sat in used to be the cellar. Yeah, it's and a very bizarre. This, room. this was yeah, yeah. this sale. It was just impossible, wasn't it? It's a d- d- <laughs> and we did. Did you have, did you have kegs on stands or anything? Was it no, just no. Everything yeah. was just well on top of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. kind of slightly to the move to have. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was like a never-ending game of Tetris, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Heavy beer kegs. And there was not. There wasn't even a drain. It was a, a sump no. that we had to pump out. It was just. It was just awful. <laughs> so yeah, life's a bit better now, isn't it? Oh, this is just fantastic. <laughs> it feels like yeah. luxury. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Congratulations. That was fun. You smashed the pub quiz. Um, well, that's it for our podcast today. Um, thank you so much, uh, both Badger and Paul. Um, it's been absolutely a pleasure chatting to you. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. We have. I certainly have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank, uh, cheers for letting me in here. Everyone should come to the slip in. Cheers. Cheers. Excellent.